0: They decided that I am Captain Planet, apparently. Oh, good. Because, because uh, you're their that? hero. You're gonna bring pollution down to zero.
1: What is up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Judge Cast. This is episode number 97. My name is Cedric. I'm one of your Judge Casts, and joining me on the line is the Dunkasaurus himself, Jess Dunks. Hey, this is Jess. We also have the Brian Rosseris, Brian Filiman.
2: So bad. (laughs) You are such a (laughs) fanboy. I got others lined up. Wonderful.
1: Uh, Oh, Brian.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) We have a special guest on the line today. Uh, I'm told our own Alec Baldwin, Justin Turner. Yeah, that's right. I didn't get the reference, but apparently Alec Baldwin's been on SNL a lot of times.
3: He has been. And
1: Turner's been on this show three times.
3: Yes, after much debate and uh campaigning i was able to make it on a third
1: time
2: yes yes you do uh campaign quite vehemently this is the fourth episode we've recorded in three weeks why do we have so much stuff to talk about
1: it's been uh it's been busy
2: i mean to be fair two of those episodes were the same (laughs) yes yes Yeah, and for all of you that said, oh boy, you loved our M15 FAQ episode, boy, you would have really loved the first version of it because it was so much better.
0: That's actually, the feedback I've gotten was, wow, that was great. I wish I'd heard the first one. (laughs) "Ah, Yeah, you do. There were explosions
1: (laughs) and fireworks, and it was awesome. But let's not focus on the past. Let's move towards the future. Future. Yay. So I imagine many of our listeners have heard that L2 was recently redefined. Yes. Yes. Turner, you're on. Talk about that in part. Uh, Also, later, we're going to cover a new IPG and maybe touch on new MTR and JAR that just came out. So there's so much going on.
3: Wow, there's a lot going on. Yeah. So So, uh, L2, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know it all. Why did it
3: change, man? Yeah, why? So why did it change? There is a couple of reasons. The first and the most one, the most predominant, the one that actually turned out to be the one that matters is Wizards told Andy L2 needs to be different. Uh, That's pretty good. He brought the uh, new requirements, the RC list, about two or three months ago and was basically like, here's from up top. Wizards needs L2s to be able to head judge mid-sized tournaments, mid-sized being 70 to 100 players. They need to be able to manage two to three judges on a staff with them. And the current L2 definition was not even close to that. Mid sized competitive tournaments? Yes, okay. mid sized competitive tournaments. Small PTQs, Star City Super IQs, that kind of thing. Um, so they came up with these additional criteria uh, to give us more objective ways to make sure that you're competent, competitive REL judge before you certify. Now that had uh, some issues. If you're going to make it a lot harder to be a level two, it's unfair to all the people who will certify after the requirements come into effect because for the pre- previous year and a half, it was very much easier to become level two. So that's how we came up with the, well now all current L2s have to meet the same requirements. as now the baseline period. <clears throat> retroactively applied there's been a lot of people who have cried about that not being exactly fair but it's exact it's actually much less fair if you don't do it that way
1: we would we just see this big rush of people trying to make l2 right now
3: so exactly so, so
2: let's let's talk about that a little bit um to to make it to to make it clear so they added some they changed the requirements yes. for level two uh they raised the bar Uh, They've also come back and said all current L2s must uh, verify that they meet the new minimum requirements by the end of this calendar year.
3: Correct. By December 31st.
2: Okay. And if they don't, then they will be re-baselined to level one. Their level will be set Accordingly, so so let's uh, should we go over what the older requirements were, or just or mm-hmm. just since nah, just I go straight buy. into the new ones. Yeah, all right. Good. I want to point so... out if
0: somebody does get uh get set to level one that's not a personal indication of anything about that judge that doesn't mean they're worse as a judge than they were before it just means that they don't they they aren't fulfilling the requirements that we now expect of level twos because we've changed what we we expect more from level twos right like
3: it's not absolutely nothing personal whatsoever right right, exactly on a list and if you didn't get me the information Well, sorry, then you're level one. If after that point you decide you're going to get me the information, well, then you can recertify to two. It's nothing major other than that.
1: It also doesn't mean that you're level one for life. Like, it feels to me like people are acting like that's a death sentence, right? You can never be level two after that. And that's not true. Just just fulfill the requirements.
3: The other important thing before we get into the requirements exactly is there's also been a lot of doom and gloom about, oh, my God, there's no way I can head judge two competitive REL tournaments and they're certified judge on staff in my area. I'd have to drive eight hours and work for free, and my car would break down, and I'd have to take an airplane, and all of these things, and it's you know erased all this time that I've spent uh, in the program working towards L2. Well, the the requirements are, yeah, relatively set in stone. However... Your regional coordinator is always has been and always will continue to, for the foreseeable future, have full discretion on people testing for level two. So talk to that person, whoever they are, your regional coordinator, if one of these requirements or recommended items for your region can't apply to you for whatever legitimate reason. We can work that out.
1: All right. Now let's say what those requirements actually are. Yes. Uh, So uh, the requirements, you have to have all these done within the past 15 months, which is a long time. to to do these things. But it also means you can't write you can't have written, as an example, three reviews two years ago and then try to act like, well, I did it. You know, I've done enough to become level two. Yeah. So and that's the first requirement. You have to submit at least three reviews of other judges and you have to demonstrate an ability to deliver constructive feedback. So you can't just be like, You're great, areas for improvement. None. None.
2: You're you're awesome. Yeah. Uh right and and the best way the so you need to actually give here are some strengths here are some weaknesses I, I can give you constructive criticism on how you can improve. Uh, they don't have to be to a L1, they don't have to be to an L3. They have to,
3: they just have to exist. Okay. And the reason for that oh. requirement uh, is actually not to show that you can write reviews. It's not for other people to read them, other than whoever is going to be testing you for two or your regional coordinator. It's just to show that when you're running a tournament, you can give the judges on your event feedback. We need you to be able to prove that you can do that. That's the point of this requirement.
2: And not most, I'll say most L3s can't view other people's reviews. Correct. So the way you will need to verify this is this little thing called cut-paste. Maybe email, maybe do. Then you know, whatever. Just here's a review that I wrote. Copy, paste, posted an email, copy, paste. It's really not, or I print it out and mail it to you, carrier pigeon, hmm. horse code. Um, if you're P- Pony Express, you know, old jokes, haha. I think we got it. Yes. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> the yeah. RC also, for most of the world, has to be notified before somebody is actually going to test for two. And the RC can look at your reviews. So they can give you the thumbs up or the thumbs down yeah. without so, you having to do the email business.
2: So this is, this is one that's very easy to verify. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what's the, the next requirement?
1: You have to head judge at least two competitive REL events with a second certified judge. So Turner touched on this one just a little bit. Uh, one thing I do want to add here is certified means certified. It means level one or above. I've seen quite a few people ask if you can have a level zero on staff. And, yeah, no. and that
2: used to be the case.
1: Yeah, uh, it did.
2: So this is, this is a little bit different now uh but yes and and this this requirement right here is the one that seems to be the be the biggest point of consternation for many people um
1: and right.
2: y- yes it is harder uh it's intentionally harder uh, and there are going to be certain areas but yes as turner touched on the rc is going to ultimately have discretion if you are in one of these regions however that's not an excuse to be like oh it's hard uh i was talking but it to has to be legitimate yeah, I was talking to one judge who's out in the uh, last week, who's out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, he was bemoaning the fact that he couldn't he couldn't meet this criteria. It was uh, impossible because he was uh, he's a he's L an one. And the very next day, less than 15 hours later, he's like, hey, I got a gig in a month that's going to meet this criteria. All I had to do was make a phone call. And it's, it, it went from, I can't do this, this is impossible, and then to, hey, I got this. And all it took was realizing that, that you, you aren't helpless and like t- taking action to get this in place.
3: Yeah, that's about it. Again, the point of this requirement is much like the first. We need to have an objective way to know that you can do this thing that Wizards wants L2s to be able to do, which is head judge these tournaments of 75 to 100 players. So show me that you've done it twice, at least with one other judge, so that we can trust you on larger staffs in the future. Right. Uh, that's it.
2: And, and you want to also be able to show that you're able to work with other certified judges at a competitive level before gaining the ability to make new judges. Like, work with them, see what they do, uh, and, like, learn that kind of thing and give them feedback before you are given the power
3: to create more of them. Yeah, I mean, it also shows that you have a fair amount of trust. Uh, As an level one, doing a competitive RAL event, your GPT is pretty much open to you. Uh, And those generally do not have a second certified judge. So second certified judge would be things like TCG player, uh, bronze and silver events, of Star City, Super IQs or below where they require two levels of judge, for instance. And if you're head judging one of those with a second certified judge underneath you, that shows that you have some trust in the community to be put in that position Uh, is another good reason that we have that metric there.
1: You know, and I would I would recommend if, if you're in a level one trying to get level two, if you could have that second certified judge be in L2, it'd probably be very helpful for you. It I'm would. But that's certainly and then write
3: required. them a review. You yeah. can really take care of a lot of birds with one event. Uh,
1: that's certainly not required, but I'm just talking from personal experience, I think. Absolutely.
2: And most, and most of the time, okay, we're, you know, the L2s and L3s and stuff, we're pretty reasonable about that kind of stuff. You know, yes. it's like, oh... You know, it's not like I'm an L3 and so I have to be the head judge of every event. Nope. I'm this is me personally. I'm more than willing to be a floor judge for an event.
3: I haven't head judged a big tournament in Florida since states last fall. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that.
2: So it it shouldn't be it shouldn't be an ego thing. okay? Uh, it it really shouldn't. And, And if you if you're running into that problem where a particular judge is is hogging all of the events then you you need to talk to that guy, or talk to that judge, rather.
3: Or maybe even take a look at yourself and see what about what you're doing makes this judge not trust you in that position. So that could also be the reason why you're not being offered these gigs. All right. Hey, oh, what? one last clarification okay, from the one before this. Okay. Three reviews. Pay attention to the other judge part. I have had this question come up three or four times in the region already. Do self-reviews count? No. How? Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, also, not just do self reviews count. I- I've had people ask, do certification reviews count? And yes, it, they, they do. But here's, don't forget the other part of that requirement. It's not just have three reviews. It's also that that show good feedback, basically, right? Yeah. So yeah, correct. So so you can't just be like, here's a review. You passed the test. You have done good. UL one now. Yeah. Like that's that's not a, that doesn't meet the requirement. Yeah, yeah. Some
1: of my certification reviews are not you know ideal, particularly if the candidate gets like hundred percent. I'm like, well.
2: Very. <laughs> There are some reviews out there where the only you you read the review and there's nothing in it that you couldn't have figured out just by looking at their score on the test and looking at the questions they missed. Right. Yeah, those don't count. Those don't count. <laughs> no, it's like, hmm, I really think you need to work on your trigger trigger knowledge. And then you look and it's like, well, they missed they missed four questions on triggers. <laughs> oh, okay,
1: good. Sort of no. The next requirement is uh, is my personal favorite. Judge for more than one organizer or store. This is my personal favorite because that is a requirement to stay level two, but it was never a requirement to be level two, which was nuts to me.
2: Yes.
3: Well, you know, whatever.
2: Whatever. Hey, hey, so L2s are area judges. Yeah. So they want you to judge in an area.
3: Yeah, funny story. Uh, this requirement in an earlier iteration of this policy was actually to get two tournament organizers to send the RC a written recommendation for you to be <laughs> level 2. Uh, that didn't fly. Yeah. But that was how it started. Plus... Uh, get two TOs to recommend you. Uh, I like this one much better because it doesn't put your advancement in the hands of tournament organizers uh, doing something. We already know some people that are on the level three track sometimes feel trapped by their recommendations that they're promised. We don't want that to also be the case at the level two track with store owners.
1: Yeah, with people Instead who of. don't have any vested interest in exactly the program
3: exactly. Um,
1: beyond their own
2: level. So we can I- to see
3: why that got shot down relatively early.
2: I think Jess, Jess, you were when that when that came up. I think you were uh, concerned about that one as well, since you're uh, one of the larger tournament organizers in your area.
0: Right. Yeah, I was concerned that it was going to be like. I was going to have a bunch of people sending me emails. Just have a form letter. Like, <laughs> Well, the pro- the problem is, like, not the ones that I would let judge at my store. That's no big deal. It's just e- an easy, like, yeah, this guy's fine. It's the people that I wouldn't.
3: Yeah, that's uh, right? it right? like, some awkwardness.
0: Like, there would be some percentage of those that I'd be like, well, this guy has only judged at my store once and he didn't do a great job. And, and this is why. Because uh,
2: right. it was it was the record. The letter was and I'm willing to have them judge again.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so it, it it didn't specifically say this, but if you tell someone, no, I'm not willing to let you judge my story yet, it kind of implicitly requires an explanation. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yep. All right. And the final requirement.
3: It's... Oh,
1: did you want to talk about that more? Nope. All right. It's very simple. Uh, you have to have judged at least six reported events. So that can be, you know, any any REL doesn't matter. It just has to be reported events.
3: Yes. Now, how do you get that list? No,
1: you hassle Andy.
3: Yeah, see, oh. that is pretty much the way. I'd rather you didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the way. Now in my region anyway, uh I just take your word for it. I really. I judge these events. Okay, I believe you. If it comes out in the wash down the line that you lied to me about what events you judge to be level two, uh, well, we have other measures we can take at that time. Right. So I don't really need you to hassle Andy for your event history. In the future though, if you wanna start keeping track of it, you can add your own events in judge apps to your event history. So try doing that for your competitive REL events. It'll not only help you meet these requirements in case you have to, I don't know, provide them again before the end of next year, or uh, it also will help you on GP applications where you're trying to give prior experience in competitive REL.
2: Now... Let's let's ask this. Now you're saying that that applies to the six reported events. Yeah. Now there are judges out there, there are current L2s who are worried about this where they're going I I don't know if I've if I've head judged two competitive events with a second certified judge.
3: Yeah.
2: Um so one bit of advice uh, should be hopefully uh, you can check your reviews. Uh, hopefully, uh, every competitive event that you've worked with uh, more than one judge or that you've had judge, you've written a review of somebody. So that should be an easy way to help you help jog your memory.
3: You really think that's that works for the majority of people on this program? I no, think you're
2: I, facetious. I, I was I was I was offering incur a, a gentle reminder that writing <laughs> is a good thing.
3: That doesn't apply retroactively, man.
2: I I I know. So what what would you give what advice would you give to those people who are who are L2s and are currently worried about their second event
3: Talk to your RC yeah. like in my AC that's the thing about this whole this whole business why the doom and gloom is really conflated and, and hyperbolized because like I have full discretion to tell a guy hey you're you're good you, you don't have to tell me anything you're good uh, so if there's somebody who I know meets what wizards defines l2 as now and what it wants l2 to be i'm not going to be such a stickler for that stuff if i don't have that comfort level you showing me these requirements and recommended items will give me that comfort level
2: now that's you that's me again that's me every region is different want to clarify that
3: however if you are having trouble if you're having trouble the advice of talking to a regional coordinator about it is still the same
2: yeah now i did see one amusing post on facebook Uh, That basically boiled down to, um, you know, it basically boiled down to, I work a GP or an SCG open every weekend. I don't have time to head judge a competitive event. Yeah, talk to your RC. Well, I look at that as... Yeah, uh, Maybe you should not go to an SCG Open or a GP every weekend then. You could do that too. You know, maybe maybe because L2s, regional judges, or sorry, area oh, yeah. judges, yeah. area judges, we want them to be tied to their
3: community. We do and no, we don't. I mean, that, that, that uh, thing about store judge, area judge, regional judge, continental judge, global judge, uh, which was used to be the definitions of 1 to 5, is is kind of the focus has changed. So L1 is more regular REL judge. L2 is competitive REL judge. So not necessarily does you have to that, that uh, tendency to want to stay and be a big figure in your local area is not really as big of a deal at L2 as it used to be. Uh, it just isn't. If you want to be L2 and you want to meet the requirements to uh, what happened? Look, don't don't tell me this. Prelim is sassing me right now. Let's not All break right, the so, fourth wall. Yeah, let's not break the fourth wall. We already did. So we did it, we did already. We're gonna stop. I'm gonna bring it back. All right. So uh according to and Andy says otherwise.
2: No. <laughs> Gah.
3: Uh it's really not. I mean, competitive REL is the focus, and, and being able to be the head of these events is a focus. Being a leader in your local community is almost like gravy. That makes you that's a growth area for L2. We want you to be a leader in your community, but you don't have to start there. It's probably a better way to put it.
1: Alright, so that's about five minutes for bullet point so far. Uh, sweet.
3: Okay. okay. <laughs> so, so those are yeah.
2: those
1: are the hard requirements. That's what every L two must do. The minimum For everybody. 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 Hey, man, I can mispronounce some words occasionally. (laughs) All right, so there's also a set of recommended items, and these are up to the regional coordinator of your region, so in my case, Turner, uh, (laughs) whether or not you have to do these. So if you don't know the answer to this and you're working towards L2, contact your regional coordinator. They should have posted it all over
2: the place anywhere relevant.
1: They should have, yes.
2: They should have. Now, the judge program is worldwide, and different areas have different needs, and that's what these recommended items are meant to address, is to allow regions to customize a little bit more to their needs. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. Yep. All
1: right. So, yeah, the first one is a level two practice exam score of seventy percent or higher, with a maximum of eighty uh, percent, which is the actual eighty percent is the what it has to be to pass it right now, is it not?
3: Yes. Technically
1: speaking, um, which once again, as set by the RC. Mm-hmm. So. so
2: seems seems pretty easy. Of uh, uh, pass or or get get somewhere between a seventy and eighty, depending on your region, on the L two practice test before you can test for L two seems reasonable because if you're getting 30s and 40s you probably need to work on the rules a
1: little bit more probably
2: yeah
1: uh the next point is you need a review from or you may need a review from a level two plus judge recommending you for level two
3: yes that's a big one uh that was kind of how the to report recommendation morphed into the hard requirement of actually judging for a TO and an actual judge recommending you for two, because if you have a mentor who wants you to be that level, they have a vested interest in giving you some recommendations. So it's a little bit easier to, to press and get.
2: And I believe this is not the same as the judge who is testing you, the,
3: the no, certifying judge. It is not, because it has to be a written review that the certifying judge has access to before deciding to test you. Right. Uh, it could be the certifying judge, though. Could be, but it, it should, should be previously. done before we sit down for the interview. Nice. All right, this next
1: one, I think, took a lot of Americans. Are like, what? Uh, a tournament report from head judging a competitive event.
3: Well, yeah, you said it. Americans were like, what? This is a very popular practice in Europe. Right. Um, I don't personally get it. Um, it's something we tried in Florida. Actually, we had a website where we were going to put tournament reports. I think I wrote one or two, and then I just. Didn't get any value out of it. So.
2: Michael, Michael Lopez wrote one or two. Yeah. and Nobody, nobody else. And that was
3: the end. So, yeah. so.
2: So, a, so a tournament report is basically. I mean, you see, you see tournament reports written by like L3s, L4s, L5s, and they're these big, long, giant things. Um that's not what the expectation is. Probably check with your regional coordinators because they're gonna determine what the what the scope of the tournament report is, but it's not going to be
1: anything the size
2: of an article on uh BlackBorder.com or Channel Fireball or whatever.
1: Right. Yeah, just a listing, I don't know, anything interesting happened, stuff like that.
3: How many players you had, how many runs? Actually, if you're confused a little bit, um, Stephen Briggs's Magic Dinner Hour on Thursday is going to be all about writing tournament reports because that is a requirement in his region.
2: Is Magic Dinner Hour what it's actually called? Yes. Hmm. It's, it sounds like something. It sounds like something that would be at the the, the BR Guest Restaurant at Disney. I love that
3: restaurant. And I've I've been meaning to go. I eat there every time I go. Hmm.
1: It feels like that makes him a competitor of ours. If he's putting wow. out recorded content out there.
3: No, it's like a it's oh. a it's a web meeting. It's like a net meeting. Yeah, There's I mean, slots. yeah, he's he's, he's gonna get he's
0: gonna get all that revenue we get. Yeah, to we're,
1: we're gonna have to send him he's, a cease he's, and desist. He's, he's
2: competing with us for no money. Yes,
3: yes, America.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should make a cease and desist. Yes. Stephen Briggs, you'll be hearing from our lawyers.
3: Well, you just have to write a tournament report about your show and you can write a tournament <laughs> report about his show. <laughs> his will be better because we don't have a show on
1: tournament reports yet. There you go. Cool. All right. So to actually certify, I don't think this changed, but I'm going to just read through them all real quick and we can talk about any points we want to. But uh, the actual process of certifying, you have to obviously pass the level two exam with a score of 80 percent or higher. Um, that is a 50 question exam. Sometimes that takes people by surprise since level one is 25 questions. Uh, level 2 is 50 questions.
3: It's 50 in my day. You
1: have to, you have to be uh, willing to mentor and certify other judges. You have to demonstrate diplomacy with players, judges, and TOs. And we want to see participation in regional judge community and regional communication channels. Wow. But I don't think that changed. I think that's all the same.
3: That's pretty much it. Uh, we didn't. Uh, well, I don't, I don't you, know about the participation requirement.
1: Oh, yeah. That you, you,
3: ma- you. you missed one. Though. I
1: did miss one, and I was going to circle back in just a second.
3: Oh, because okay, that would change.
1: Um, that w- I missed one of the recommended items. If that's what you meant.
0: Oh, the multiple. Oh, division. there's a certification was... item you missed. Oh, yeah, they got to be able to enter a DQ. Right. Yes. So, oh. so certifying judge has to ensure missed, that the L two candidate. He
2: missed. He missed it because I just added it while he was talking.
0: Oh. Has uh, to ensure the profitable. candidate knows yeah. how to perform a deck check, enter a DQ report, and enter a certification review.
1: No, this this means. Oh, maybe I misunderstood it. I thought it meant the certifying judge will ensure they it's know sure. how to do it. So, so tell them yeah. how to do it, not right. make sure they. that is they exactly are, what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't make as sure they already of, yeah, know as, how to do it. As
2: part of it, if you don't already know how to do it, when you leave that L2 interview, you're going to know how to do those things. Right. Yes.
1: So that's not something you need to know before you certify.
3: No, but it'll help. Sure. It'll make me happier.
1: Sure. I don't care about that, though. So I did miss a recommended. Yeah, but item. You're
3: not certifying L2s. I, yeah, I do hey, it all the
1: time. Hey, all right. All right.
3: <laughs> oh.
1: Oh. Snap. <laughs> oh, snap. Soul L2 on this show anymore. All Just right. One more recommended item I forgot to mention um, is you, some RCs, may rec- require that you ha- have multiple uh, Wizards Play net- Network organizations or locations willing to staff you for future events, which seems reasonable to me. It is reasonable. Like, uh, if every store in the area is like, Mm-mm, not going to staff them.
3: Yeah, then- that's, again, usually something the RC is pretty much going to know already. Yeah, um, because if you are that no, no, no in your area, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually kind of it's
2: a it's a recommended item, but it really almost doesn't need to be in print because because if if no one wants to have you at their store, then they are not going to
3: meet the requirements.
2: <laughs> right, right. And, and there there's there I guess there's uh, there's the the whole demonstrated diplomacy with players, judges and T.O.'s you're probably not really good at diplomacy if no one wants you to work for them.
3: Correct, correct.
1: All right, so like we already said, if you're an existing L2, you need to resubmit all this stuff to your RC or at least contact your RC in some way uh, before the end of the year. Uh, I think all of this goes into effect next month technically, but it really doesn't matter since you still have to have it all done. Yeah, Yeah.
2: August 1st. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you test this week under the old requirements, for whatever reason, the L3 doesn't, uh, you know, uh, enforce the the new stuff. You will have to meet all of the requirements by the end of the calendar year. Yeah.
3: Yes. And if you are in my region, like eighty percent of you have still yet to give me this information, <laughs> and I didn't even ask for all of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, that, that kind of. The only one price... who's hit it really good, Georgia. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> willing
2: willingness to actually fill out paperwork to keep your level should be. A... <laughs> For the level, yeah.
3: it should be like, it
0: actually, apparently, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually is. Yes,
2: so 80% haven't done this in the region. Yes. Oh. So you're gonna get
0: you're gonna get like 65 to 80 percent of them like oh, December 29th.
3: <laughs> that's fine I'll level them all to one because I'm on vacation <laughs> <laughs>
0: that,
2: that is that is something uh, level twos uh, you do have time to address these issues but do not wait to find out that
3: there are issues out there. yeah I don't need to hear on the 30th that you had difficulty finding out one of the you know getting one of the requirements right, all right. Get out in front of it and be honest. Yep. Uh, new infraction procedure guide. Oh yeah. Yeah. New s- uh, new set
1: came out. New infraction procedure
3: guide. Change in tech.
2: <laughs> are we Are we going to talk? They removed all references to the DCI from this uh, IPG. It's no. about time. The DCI hasn't existed in like
3: five
1: years. I didn't know that. I don't. I don't do the word by word comparison. <laughs> yes.
2: Fortunately, I got a, a a redlined version. Uh, and I get to I get to see all this. Like, oh, they removed a a, a semicolon from the. Match loss description. Finally. And
0: finally. That has <laughs> Been waiting for that semicolon to go away for
2: years. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, oh, man, they they changed the, 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 the paragraph lining in the framework of this document section.
3: Whoa.
1: So we're going to start with the easier changes and then move on into the big one that everybody's talking about right now. So
3: hot, hot topic, the hot topic.
1: Uh, we're going to buy our cool, I don't know, pentagram necklaces, maybe some.
3: Adventure time hats. Oh, I haven't oh. been
1: to Hot Topic in a long time. I have no oh, idea. How oh, I go there all the
3: time. Yeah. Do they still sell like Foamy the Squirrel crap? I don't know what that is.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh,
3: <laughs> they sell cat bug stuff.
2: Hot Topic is where the people that cut themselves shop, right? No, no. I
1: shop <laughs> there all the more. time for outfits to to Do they sell any Mama Shiba stuff? No, I wish they did. Uh, Mama, Shiba! Mama Shiba!
2: Mama I don't need to look this up. What is Mama Shiba? You need to look
1: it up. Those commercials
3: are amazing.
1: All right. I'll put Mama Shiba in the show notes.
3: Yeah, you should do that.
1: Anyway. Uh, <laughs> improper draw at start a game got, got a little change um so it used to be when somebody you know drew their opening hand is like oh crap wait i drew eight uh we would have to evaluate has the game started yet uh, has it not and that would decide our fix uh based on that information they changed improper draws at start a game to be a little bit cleaner now so as long as you have not made a game action yet you can still get improper draw at start a game um Technically, drawing a card for the turn does not count as a game action if you accidentally do it when you're not supposed to, so if you're on the play. Uh, so, yeah, as long as you haven't made a game action, all we're going to do is take one more than the number of cards you should have had. So if you drew eight, we're going to take two out because you're supposed to have seven, and we're going to shuffle them into your library, and that's it. Yeah,
3: snap.
2: So that, that, is, that is, that's the change. That part right there is the change. So the first part is that um, basically you have until you take another game action. That's that's kind of always been the case, but the wording was a, a little ambiguous, so they changed the wording to make that clear. It's you, the person with the extra card in your hand. Yeah. The line between improper draw at the start of game and drawing extra cards is when you actively do something. Passing priority is not actively doing something. Yeah. Play it's, a
3: land. Play I a land. It just invalidated a bunch of pedantic arguments about
2: the interaction. Right, right. And, and so act take another action. If I cast Duress and you reveal your hand, that's an action. But if I cast Lightning Bolt and you take three, that's not...
1: So uh, the only thing other thing is you still do want to be mindful of whether or not the game has started, because if it has not started and they're still resolving mulligans and say they draw too many cards off a mulligan, you do need to uh, give them the opportunity to continue mulliganing if after you've uh, performed this fix.
0: Right. I was I was just going to bring that up that uh, that that line was added. It says they may continue to take further mulligans uh, or rather it doesn't say continue. I think it just says they may take further mulligans.
2: Right. The player may continue to take further mulligans if he
3: or she desires.
0: Right. That doesn't mean that if the other player started playing, they can take a
3: moment. I think the other change right. is they made it so you always shuffle it in now, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, right.
1: that's what I said. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. Okay, good. And the other one that is something people overlook a lot, I think, in this infraction is that it also applies if they draw five instead of seven. Like if they draw an opening hand of five somehow and uh, call you over. Yes, this is improper drawing a started game. Draw two cards.
1: You would pract?
3: Uh It is actually in the additional remedy if the player has drawn too few cards, and instruct the player to drop to the correct number. So yes.
1: Yep. Uh,
2: okay. So <laughs> so the way it used to so the way it used to be is if you got improper if you realized improper draw at start of game after you mulliganed after you completed your mulligans it was take one plus the additional number of cards and put them on top of your library now it is take one plus those cards and shuffle them into the library it's the same fix there's no longer a line as to whether or not you decided to keep or not it's uh, because before it was before mulligans we took we took them and shuffled them away and then but after mulligans had stopped we just put them on top now it's the same for both which I might feel like turn.
3: we said this twice already I know <laughs> yeah we did we, we said it at least <laughs> twice okay I'm,
2: I'm making I'm making it clear because it's, oh, it's good. a subtle difference
3: are you annotating the IPg
2: i i am um here's the thing that might seem harsh because you might be you might be randomly selecting the cards that made you keep that hand but it still beats a game loss
3: yeah it does that's fair also interesting uh, one of the examples of this is the player uh saying keep opponent mulligans and then player who said keep mulligans this was a a, an old policy question that's been asked a lot by a lot of people over the years what do you do Uh, Back then, this wasn't an example of improper draws starting games, so uh, we were looking for, like, is this general tournament error? Like, what do we do if a guy doesn't follow the mulligan procedure correctly? Uh, Now, if they do that, take their mulligan after they've already said keep, we're going to apply the same fix and make them go down to five.
1: Interesting. All right, so let's talk about game rule violations, and specifically... A game rule, the situation where both players might receive a game rule violation. So in the past, the, the the constant example of this is I path to exile Brian's guy and Brian puts it in the graveyard. Okay, that's the very standard example of when both players would receive a game rule violation because I controlled an effect and uh, Brian is the one that, that right. did the illegal action.
0: That was the, the this, example in the IPG. Yeah. And that, that assumes that I don't point it out right away, right? Right. So if I if I'm like I path the, path your guy and you drop it in the graveyard, and I'm like. No, no, no 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 it gets exiled and then you exile it it's fine
1: yeah it's fine. probably not call <laughs> no. it situation. Yeah, exactly anyway. so so that that's the old example and the wording on the old one though was a little uh ambiguous let's say so like a question i know i've been personally asked is say a player has thalia out and his opponent casts a day of judgment but they cast it for two white white now they should be paying one extra colorless right because thalia makes them do that and they didn't What happens, you know? Well, the effect is controlled by one player, you know, it's a little ambiguous, so.
2: or I have a torpor orb out and you play a creature with a comes into play effect mm. and resolve it. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, you know, I controlled the effect that should have prevented that. So what, what's what now judge? So, the, so what's policy say now? Yeah. The
1: wording has been updated and I'll just read it verbatim. Um, if a player takes an action called for by an effect controlled by his or her opponent, but does it incorrectly, both players receive a gameplay error, game rule violation, for example, blah, 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 path, up. Um, So what that means is a player takes an action called for by an effect controlled by his or her opponent. Is is casting Day of Judgment for four mana taking an action called for by an effect controlled by your opponent?
3: No. No. It is not.
1: Um, the, the opponent's effect is not telling you to do this. It's uh it's just something, I don't know, you have to do. It's a little tough to describe, but...
2: It's, well, it's basically active versus passive, right?
3: Yeah. Right. If, if you can't if passively it, get it. Well, right? where,
0: where this had the most confusion was with effects like Thalia that changed the rules of the game. Or effects like Graph digger's cage that changed the rules of the game and then the other player proceeds to play the game as though that change wasn't there right and people would go oh well your graph digger's cage caused this pro- no it didn't
1: yeah it was that
0: that was that is not the cause of this problem
1: no it's the opponent ignoring the rules. so so right. like in my example you know in all of these examples it would be the opponent that's going to get the opponent who actually made the illegal play so casting day judgment for four man with out reanimating something with graph digger's cage out they are going to get the game rule violation. Um, the player who controls the object will probably get failed to maintain game state depending on when it was caught. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's just a clarification really. Uh, but it's one I'm glad for because I, I have also gone back and forth on, on what that portion of GRV was trying to say.
3: Right. Yeah, again, like in proper draw, start a game. This, there's no philosophy change here. Yeah. Uh, this is always the way it was intended to work. If you your card makes me do a thing and I do that thing wrong... Double GRV. Outside of that,
1: no. all right. So last time we had an IPG episode, we talked about changes to deck, deck list problems, specifically that you can now it gave an option for judges to downgrade if they felt like the card on the list was obvious or possibly yep. due to clerical error. Right. Yeah. And and what
2: what has happened is people were struggling with the obvious the the phrase obvious clerical error. If they believe, you know, obviously, yeah, they were struggling with the phrase obvious clerical error.
1: Yeah, or a potential for advantage.
2: Right. So now they've they've reworded the the phrasing to say the head judge may choose not to issue this penalty if they believe that the player uh, that what the player wrote on their deck list is obvious and unambiguous even if not the full accurate name of the card, this should be determined solely by what is written on the deck list and not based on intent. Given the actual contents of the deck, okay, needing needing to check the deck for confirmation is a sign that the entry is not obvious. Yeah, to I like list. that line. Yeah. So the the if they've got like a land, uh, the 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 black green scry oh. land written down, right? Okay, and they're playing a a, a black white, uh, deck. Okay, and then you go look, and they don't have a black-white Skyland written down on their deck list, and then you go check the list, and it's black-white. You know, that's, you know, is that obvious? Is that not obvious? Uh, if the, the policy says if you had to go actually look at the actual deck to figure out what the error was or what they meant yeah. then it's not obvious enough it's not obvious so right.
1: if they write you know they're playing a black green deck and they write black green scryland on the deck list well that's pretty obvious what that is so i think most people will be okay uh it's not even actually a downgrade anymore that's that's the other change here it's yeah. it's since it's obvious what it is there is no infraction you know what that card is it's just like it's just as if they'd written i wish i knew the actual name of that temple but i don't uh right nobody knows the temples yeah temple of black green
2: malady i think temple of black green skyland
1: yeah so i
3: bet i'm right i am (laughs) you're so cool i'm so hip
1: what is that perica yeah
3: I, I know my temples. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I thought you were gonna follow that up with something. No, 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 that was for you guys. Thank
1: you. You're welcome. Um Okay.
3: Did you say you're welcome.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So he <laughs> said you, you thank you. So it's just say uh, you're welcome. Uh yeah, so okay. I, I think that's I think that's pretty clear. Um it was just reworded a little bit, just so people don't get hung up on things. Um for me personally it's gonna have to be pretty obvious.
3: So again here not a not really a philosophy change. Nope. We've, and we've never really wanted this to be a get dagger for clerical error infraction. Right. At least not for the past year or so.
2: But but if you have to go check the deck, it's an infraction. It is an infraction. And Toby Toby uh, has a great blog uh, policy perspectives where he wrote I don't know, like a page or two on, you know, what constitutes obvious. Yeah.
1: For example, it's never obvious at a limited event.
0: Yes, that was one of the
1: points. Yes, it's never like well, obviously. I I mean, I
0: was saying never might be a bit extreme, but he got his
1: point across. Yeah. Or the the other one of the other ones is, is
2: if you're having a discussion with another judge about whether or not it's obvious. Yeah. It's
1: not. So.
2: All right, is that that's it? Yeah, Done.
1: no, nothing else.
3: Uh, yeah, all right. good changes, good IPG.
1: Time for the big one. Uh-oh. Uh oh. So unsporting conduct major has I don't want to say be rewritten, been rewritten, but mostly been rewritten. A lot of it has changed. Um,
0: I mean, all of the same stuff that was UC major is still UC major. Yeah. For the record. Well, like it hasn't actually nothing's been loosened. The wording has been changed to be more clear. The tone but, the tone is changed, but yes. and the and the
2: severity of the penalty has changed. But as far as what we're trying to do with it is
3: still largely the same. Yeah. So. So, All
1: right. Who wants to
3: tackle it? I'll tackle it. All right. Yeah. So USC Major. uh, Basically, I'll give you a little little background. Um, We have an initiative coming down from the top in the organization called uh, Safe Spaces um, or, or Improving Player Experience. Those are some big goals from Wizards Corporate all the way from the top of organized player Helen and all all those people. So part of that is crafting our policy in a way that makes it very clear that judges are empowered and encouraged to promote safe spaces for play uh so that's essentially what the policy is being rewritten to say Um, if you're doing any kind of behavior that can be reasonably expected to create a feeling of being harassed threatened bullied or stalked and some people have, have scoffed at the policy have been oh well i'm gonna just say i'm offended all the way to top eight uh no there has to be some common sense applied here you have to know okay you know no this is never okay to say this phrase to another human being this is no i don't care why this needs to stop or this will actually make people uncomfortable around you that are hearing it regardless of your intent towards the person you said it to um that's the kind of stuff you want to look out um the same protected classes speech about race, color, religion, national origin, age, gender, disability, or sexual orientation is still there. That's your guideline for the types of slurs and phrasing you want to be on the lookout for.
2: So one one interesting thing, it's it's actually not so much as interesting as it bears repeating. So just like Unsporting conduct before uh what's important here is the action not the effect right okay is what did you do not what were the consequences of that so you can say something you know horrible horrible and no one get offended that's still a bad thing
1: I think okay, it might be time to bring the uh the sneeches out of retirement.
2: Yeah, s- sneeches. Um conversely, you can say something benign and someone gets horribly upset, okay? And that is not a uh, uh, USC USC major. It's it's the statement of what did you do is what you did something that could be re- uh, that could be reasonably considered uh, her- uh or create a feeling of harassment, being threatened, bullied or stalked. Okay. Yeah. It's it's what you did, not how someone took it. Okay. However, you are allowed to if someone takes it bad, that's probably a pretty good indication that a
3: line was crossed. Maybe a USC minor line at the very least.
2: Correct. You know, people, people, people um, generally, you know, large percentage in the 90s, if they come to you with a problem, they are coming to you because they feel that it is it is a serious problem that they want addressed in some form or fashion. Okay, so it's typically if they're coming to you, it's typically progressed to a point where you need to take action. That's not always going to be the case. You, be, you need to be aware of that. You know, saying I'm offended is not uh, a code word
3: now for a win <laughs> in a match. No. Okay. On the other hand, though, be be mindful and don't get the cried wolf mindset. Right. Uh, whenever somebody comes to you with that complaint, you need to address it and you need to do it now. Yes.
2: yes. So... So basically, look at all the factors, make an informed decision, just like you do, uh, just like you do with the DQ investigation. Pretty much exactly
3: that. Tag other people in. Yep. Tell them what's going on. Talk to the TO. Talk to another judge. Yeah.
2: Sometimes, sometimes it's going to be a snap decision, uh, and other times it's going to be, it's going to be like, well, you know, this was said, this was said. This is this is not a, a, a this is not an infraction. This is not a USC major. Let's but you still need to also address the person that is upset. Okay, yes. that always that always has to be whether or not you give an
3: infraction. That always needs to be addressed. Always, always, always. And the other player does need to be addressed. I mean, both players do need to be addressed whether yes. you're given the match loss or not. Um, and I think that's really the big takeaway from the policy: uh, is don't use it as a crutch don't wait for somebody to come to you with a complaint and be like, oh, well, the match loss will take care of this. The, the infraction will not resolve the conflict pretty much ever. Right. So when you find yourself in a situation where you have this kind of behavior going on where you're thinking about needing to use this new piece of policy, uh, you need to, you, to do some mediation and do some conflict resolution before you get to the point where you're actually doling out the penalty. Uh, you need to separate the players immediately. Uh, you need to let them cool down. You need to have a rational discussion with them separately on what happened. And then you need to make a decision on whether or not you want to apply this policy. And then you want to calmly but firmly go ahead and, and proceed with, with what you decided.
2: Odds are if you, if you roll in there with this is unsporting major, you're going to get a game loss or sorry, a yeah. match loss to someone who's already upset. You are going to escalate things. I mean, there's, there's a right way and a wrong way. Right. And Basically, anything you do that can that makes it worse is the wrong way.
0: I mean, yeah. saying that is going to escalate it, even if they're not upset. Exactly. So that'll yeah. just make them upset. Yeah, we right. actually
3: had a, a had a situation at uh, a P, my, one of my very first PTQs ever as a certified judge, where the head judge chose to deal with it in that fashion. We had some unsporting conduct going on between two players in a top eight. Uh, I believe one player flicked the top of the other player's deck. Uh, askew and call them a scumbag and the the head judge got involved the player who initiated the unsporting behavior became slightly argumentative and the head judge just said okay well now you're getting a game loss well then we saw He earned the game loss after that point. But uh, going right to an infraction or penalty and using it as a shield or a, a way to influence behavior is just not the way we go about this. It's not the reason and not the application method for any of the unsporting conduct penalties. It just doesn't work that way. So maybe the
2: examples change. So let's... Let's maybe go over them because we have we we kind of defined in in general terms you know the the, uh, the the feeling of harassment threatened bullied or stalk. but some examples of that uh, as listed in the IPG are now uh, a player uses a racial slur against an opponent so that's the same as it always was yeah um uh if I call you a star bellied sneech in a derogatory manner okay because so you are one yes well I mean they're the best sneeches on the peaches right of course they're I have no idea <laughs> yes. what that means. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, another example. A player takes inappropriate photos of another player without express permission. I thought um, that guy got banned.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: A player, this, this one, a player asks another player for a date is denied and continues to press the
3: issue. Now, hold on. It says a player asks a spectator for a date. I believe players asking players for dates is still allowed.
1: No. no. Oh. <laughs> no. oh,
3: it's Just not. Because okay. it's, that's
0: actually a good point, though. Just because it doesn't specifically meet the example exactly doesn't mean the infraction isn't occurring. Right. Exactly.
3: Head right. right. ant police. Weep whoop. Weep whoop. <laughs> yeah. so, it's actually so, weep Oh, sorry. And, and, I don't, <laughs> and I don't know for, for this
2: is like you want to go out on a date? No. Come on. No. Okay. That's not really pressing the issue. I mean, that's, well, that's kind where of, you have to
3: make the judgment call. That's
2: yeah. in my mind. I would see that as all one interaction. But as if, I said on
3: IRC today, what if I don't think she heard me correctly? <laughs> yes, but 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 if
2: it's if it's like if it's like this round, come on, come on, come on, next round, come on. Yeah. Well then yes, that's you've you've you probably two come ons ago. Uh yeah, uh, probably. So Um Okay. A player oh, purposely obstructs <laughs> another player with the intent of inducing physical contact. I don't even I got enough.
1: Like, if this you know, is this in is, here, it must
2: is, have this
3: happened. This has happened. Yeah. So it did happen. You're right.
2: It's it's kind of weird that a lot of these examples are like, I don't want to say like one, like you heard of a, you heard of it happening at a, at a at a large event somewhere on the other side of the country, as opposed to the examples that were in here, which is, you know, throwing his cards against across the room, which has happened I don't know. I've seen that happen more times than all these other examples combined. Yeah.
0: I, well, I think the, some of the point of the examples, though, is that most of the time. You know, th- there are going to be some things that you look at and you're like, absolutely, I know from experience that's UC Major. But there are also going to be a lot more situations when this comes up where I've never seen that happen before because normal human
3: beings don't act that way. <laughs> yes. Like, well, I mean, the reality of the situation is other than example A, B, C, D, and E all were real world examples where somebody was given swift action out of the game uh, as part of this initiative from Wizards where we need to show that we're promoting safe spaces and that we do not condone those behaviors where we dealt with the offender, putting those in as specific examples is an important step in that process. Um, I I believe that in future iterations, the IPG, the examples will probably become a little more generalized, but to accomplish the goals of Wizards right now, it makes sense to have them very specific on the exact behaviors that they want to show that we no longer tolerate we didn't tolerate them before well sure but now that we in writing no longer tolerate yes. specifically okay there's a little bit of legal boilerplate involved in this policy
2: so the rest the rest of the 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 philosophy section it starts talking about uh how you deal with because of the confrontational nature of the infraction like what you should do you things that we that turner said earlier separating the players or them from the area uh, doing the education, giving them time to cool down. It also informs officials that we've got to investigate these matters as soon as they occur. I mean, people, if people are coming to you with a problem, it's, it's generally past the, the, the point of brushing it off um uh so then there's also now an additional remedy that is new as well so so we mentioned that this this penalty is now gone from a game loss so let's talk about the penalty it's gone from a game loss to a match loss yeah what that's that's really crazy severe now or is it yeah so Uh, not at all
1: so turner talked about this a little bit i mean one thing is we want to make this very clear that it's not acceptable right no, and a match loss does that. I, I feel. Um, I feel like the other reason, though, is it, it could happen. Say in game one against me and Brian, I call Brian the star bellied sneech.
2: The sneeches on the beaches.
1: And uh, and I get USC major. Used to be I'd get a game loss but game 2 comes up and i'm still sitting there across from brian and i'm mad and he's mad yeah cuz like i'm sitting here calling him names
2: I'm, a, I'm upset that person that person said something directed to me i'm not happy about it and now i have to sit across from that person for potentially 50 more minutes right
1: cuz i play slow and he
2: and cj wins game one uh, game 2 now
1: yeah and so i we're
2: 1-1 one,
3: one.
1: i don't even have any stars on bars right <laughs> all right <laughs> all right <laughs> Come uh, on,
3: man so Sneakies? I don't know what a sneech is. It's the Dr. Seuss
2: yeah. uh, story about how everyone's kind of the same, and you know, don't. I, I
0: don't. don't. I don't know what it is either. I just go with it when they start.
2: <laughs> so, summary of the sneech story: There's a race called the sneeches. There's plain-bellied sneeches and star-bellied sneeches. Star-bellied sneeches have a star upon bars the their <laughs> belly, right where the belly button is, a big star. Then eventually the star-bellied sneeches start going like, hey, we're better because we got stars on our belly. And they start oppressing the plain-bellied sneeches or at least mocking them, harassing them, that kind of thing. Then this guy shows up and he's like, hey, I got this wonderful gizmo that'll put stars on the plain-bellied sneeches' bellies. So they start doing it, putting the stars on their bellies. And suddenly the star-bellied sneeches are like, hey, this isn't the thing anymore. We're not uh, elite or enlightened or whatever term you want to use nowadays. So, they, so then the guy says, hey, I can remove those stars from your belly and now you can be different and unique and special again. So they go, great and so it becomes this big cycle of sneeches paying to put the star on just to then pay to remove the star and it's this 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 story of the futility of basically uh, uh, coming up with silly superficial things to say that you're better than another person just because of you know a star on your belly or so, the so color of your really, skin. This is really all about Nikes, is what you're saying. It <laughs> is just about Nikes. It's also about your Japanese foil EDH deck. <laughs> yes, clearly, really. So, Bringing it back to magic. You could have just so referenced
1: our episode where we talked about this for the whole
2: episode so so anyway <laughs> so the reason there's a mat the reason it's a match loss is because it, it really just me i've just been directly insulted or harassed or bullied in some way and now i have to sit across from the person that did that yes or and they might actually beat me and then it's like it's a double kick in the gut yeah it is so Also, if this occurs at the end of a match, it's okay to give that match loss at the beginning of the next one, because that's actually when uh, a large amount of uh, uh, USC infractions happen. It is. At the end, when someone's mad or angry about the way they lost, things might be said that are inappropriate, and giving them a match loss at the end of a match that they just lost is not a penalty at all. Uh, Nope. Nope. So, it's... a okay fine, hunky-dory, to get to the next one. Yes, please do.
3: All right. Please do.
1: So I will read the additional remedy, and then we can discuss. Um, If the offense was committed with malicious intent, the player displays no remorse, or the offense is repeated at a later time, the penalty is upgraded to disqualification and removal from the venue. Yeah.
3: Now, bear in mind, uh, removal from the venue is usually going to be up to the TO. Um, You can definitely remove them from your play area if you're in a big venue, you know. If it's a store, that's pretty easy to take care of. Right. Yes. Sometimes you don't have the unilateral authority to do that on your own as the head judge of an event. So please always involve the TO for removal of venue type stuff. Okay, I will. Your, thanks. The other thing I wanted to bring up that we kind of glossed over from, from the uh, philosophy section... Is it said that if you come to the decision that it is not USC major, that it recommends you still talk to the players? In my opinion, that recommend should be essentially a requirement. <laughs> yes, uh, you're you're going to talk to these players about the behavior and uh, how to make sure that their behavior doesn't cause them issues in the future at Magic tournaments.
2: Okay so the now now upgrading this to a DQ the require the the line is if the offense was committed with malicious intent the player displays no remorse or the offense is repeated at a later time, you upgrade to a, you upgrade to a DQ. So let's, let's look at those. Uh, let's, let's start with the easy one first. If the offense is repeated at a later time, easy enough, easy, sure. Easy enough. You, you already get the match loss because you're repeatedly asking a person for uh, a date. You do it again. Goodbye. Yep. Um, displays no remorse. Okay. Uh, This is when you talk to the player, explain why what they did was wrong. And they laugh. And they laugh and they're just like, ha ha, I'm going to do it again. Well, no, let's let's, bye. Or
3: come on, Judge, this isn't a
2: big deal. Right. Yeah. Those 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 things are uh uh, bad. Now they might now this is this is me my personal opinion. Maybe like I can see where it would look bad. I don't agree with the motives that you're assigning for what I'm doing. Uh, but I'm gonna I'll stop. I accept that. I'll accept that also.
0: Absolutely.
3: Basically, if you if you know that they they have a they're going to stop the behavior. Okay, great.
0: Right. Like if they and they could start with they they could start with oh what are you talking about that's not a problem. and if you say, yes, it's a problem because and they go, oh, I didn't think of it that way. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Like. Like, if you pull them aside and they don't have to immediately go, oh, God, I'm so sorry. But right. they, they do have to understand that what you're trying to do is is protect the environment and respect
3: that. Yeah, it's important to note it says the player must correct the behavior immediately. And the a part about upgrading because of no remorse is at, is a separate sentence from the immediately. So they don't have to immediately show remorse. Yeah. That's the point of separating them, giving them time to cool yeah. down, and calmly explaining to them what they did. Gives them the ability to take that information and give you something remorseful in front or in return, or goodbye.
2: And that's and that the 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 player must correct the behavior immediately. All right, you you're still pulling them aside, giving them time to cool down. Now, in that time that they're cooling down, they, they might be, they might be they might be repeating some of the behavior, but it's ramping down. Right? Right. I mean, it's if okay. you're if you're if you're giving them time to vent. And that's the point of of giving them time to cool down, because, you know, sometimes, especially when you're dealing with arguments, OK, you know, adrenaline is going to be high and you got to give that time to kind of come down a little bit. And and uh, stop short circuiting the parts of the brain that that control that kind of thing. Um. Now the player, uh, the offense was committed with malicious intent. So this one, this one's a little, this one's kind of we're discussing that right now. So I'm gonna offer my interpretation. You guys can agree or disagree.
3: Oh, thanks. <laughs>
2: uh. Well, yeah. You guys are. You're so nice. So, so so I look at I, I see malicious intent as so using the examples that we've got in the in the IPG. Okay uses a racial slur okay i'm angry i'm frustrated i want to lash out i say something bad okay that's that is not malicious intent okay however i target you specifically with a direct insult with the intent with the specific intent of upsetting you angering you putting you on tilt hurting your feelings that kind of thing then that is malicious i'm i'm directing that at you if um uh, if I'm asking you out repeatedly for a date and I'm doing it because I know you're creeped out by me and I think it's funny to harass, you know, huh. I think it's funny to do that. I have that's, to stop that? That's malicious. Well, I mean, you to me, I, I, oh, okay. attention. Um, but that's just us. Okay. you no got one it. else.
3: You're a jealous okay. lover.
2: Jeez. Had to go there. Um. <laughs> Podcast pros, man. Podcast um, pro. if, if you're if you're doing that, if you're doing that, just because you're, you're like you're you're like I I can't I can't accept that i'm not good enough or something like that then that's not malicious but if you're doing it because you know it creeps them out and you're you're kind of getting some sort of you know glee out of that then that's malicious i mean it's it's about basically you're doing it to the other person to you know to bully harass that kind of thing i
3: mean you're 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 doing it knowing full well what you're doing yeah another thing is uh, about the remorse portion um they don't have to show that remorse to the other player. They need to show that remorse to you as the judge. If the other player is cool with, you know, interacting and apologizing after the in, the infraction happens, okay, great, but that's not necessary for this process. Right. The remorse only needs to be shown to the judge that is uh, involved in mediating the situation. I don't
2: want anything to do, you know, that guy. I don't want anything to do with him. That's uh, fine. That's fine. Yeah that's fine he'd like he'd like to apologize no you know I mean I we'd like people to apologize and we'd like to people come to agreement but there are times where things happen where it's just like no I don't want I don't want to associate or interact with him.
3: okay, fine
1: sure I suppose we should mention always always check with the uh, head judge before you give a match loss or disqualify for someone
3: you can't yes. disqualify
1: them so. I know I'm just saying.
2: But, but game losses, game losses and higher, yep. head judge. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, Turner, you say that, but I've had judges who didn't know any better try to disqualify people without checking with the head judge. Yeah. It, it, <sighs> you, you might think we don't have to say that, but you'd be surprised. Yeah. Very good. So. The, okay, sorry, go on. No, I
1: was, so I was going to move on to the final topic here. Okay, well,
2: I was, I was just going to add, this is... Judges, um, be familiar with with the policy. Do not apply your own biases, whether you're too loose or too strict, okay? There there are judges, the the old USC major policy, there were judges who were incorrectly attributing USC minor actions to USC major. And now, you know, the, the penalty is harsher. So please, 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 please. Uh, uh, talk about it, think about it, uh, use common sense, and if you find that you're disqualifying people too often, use someone else's common sense. Hmm. Snap. Snap.
3: Yes. Well, that's why you know, earlier I, I mentioned, you know, talk to the TO about it before you do it. Talk to another judge. Go on IRC. Talk to yeah. an MTG judge or your, you know your RC, whoever uh, before you do it, just like you would a regular DQ investigation. Um, because when you're getting ready to give out this USC major. It could very quickly turn into a DQ situation, so you want to make sure that you've got your ducks in a row before you even sit down and have that talk.
2: And you want to make sure that you're you're cool and calm and collected because there are there are people that that take this stuff. Uh... Very personal, yeah, and and become vested in it. And one one of the things where when we were talking with with uh, with uh, with in the investigation episode uh, two two weeks ago, you your job is to figure out what what happened and to be objective, okay. And if you're if you're getting emotionally involved, some of that objectivity goes out the window. And your your first goal is to figure out what happened. OK, and you're and sometimes that's going to lead to a person getting a, a, a match loss and sometimes that's going to lead to, to them just getting a talking to. OK, your your job is uh, uh, to figure out what happened and apply the IPG correctly.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the big just the real thing here with this whole change is it's not so much that it's a match loss now. It's not so much that it's. It's these specific examples now, which which we can kind of read between the lines and understand why they're there. It's, you know, it's kind of a call to action for judges in general to to just do something about it get involved when you see this kind of stuff start to happen get involved before it crosses this line a lot of times something that's usc major is built up to and if you're paying attention if you're listening to players if you're if a player comes up to you and says hey this guy's really mad or hey i want you to go look at this this match feel free to interject to stop this infraction from happening um please separate the players let them calm down or just tell them hey this isn't going to be tolerated here you need to we're all adults You need to act like it or this is a safe play space you know whatever words you want to say try to break it up Um, and that's what we want to have happen
2: the the call to action so a few moments ago I I cautioned about over you know basically over penalizing one of the things that Justin just said with with the call to arms it, it's also a reminder to to judges and basically writing in a policy is don't let so much stuff slide no don't stop that yeah that's that's the thing us usc major wasn't given out a whole lot no okay neither was minor <laughs> right Okay there's stuff happening out there, okay that that probably uh, deserves this, but people have just let it slide. There's also the flip side of it is there's stuff that didn't deserve it that that has happened. So I mean it's mm-hmm. it's on both sides. but okay, judges that aren't doing anything do something. Yes. Okay. judges that are overdoing things, rein it back a little bit, but judges who are sitting on your butts on the sidelines, seeing this stuff happening and not doing anything, do
3: something. Yeah. I mean, and it's really easy to see, like, you know, you see, so you're, you're, I see this, I've, I've seen this specifically happen at a couple of Florida events. And, and even if I wasn't the judge on staff at the time, I at least went to the judges that are on staff and asked them to get involved. You, you see, some guys or girls or whoever, people sitting at a table, they're all friends, they're being loud, they're being belligerent, they're they're throwing out all kinds of curse words. Maybe they throw out a slur to each other in, in their, their friendly exchange and you look around the room and you see somebody that's just kind of watching over there and they look upset at what they're hearing. There's your cue to do something. That's it. It's really that simple. Look around to what your players, look at their body language, look at their facial expressions. You can tell if they're comfortable or not. You can tell if you should probably be stepping in. There's so many times when you when you do that. You look at somebody, you see their body language, you see that they're visibly upset by the actions and behaviors that are going on at the tournament. And you step in and you go, hey, guys, no, you guys got to cool that down, calm the language down. We have women present or we you know, we maybe have transgender people present, whatever it is you're, you're trying to make fun of non-maliciously. This needs to stop that person will then get up and come be like thank you thank you. I didn't want to say anything but thank you. You know, and that's what we're trying to do. That's the kind of feeling that we want to give to everybody that comes to a magic event. And that's why you got to pay attention. You got to get involved and a lot of times you can stop USC major from really ever occurring <clears throat> if you're vigilant uh, on this kind of behavior stuff. Okay. <laughs>
2: We we also we also see the reason why that other the the last policy update the whole failing to follow a judge's uh, direct instruction was moved out of this right. into U.S.C. minor because a match loss for that would have been woo. Yeah, I thought
3: I told you to pick that trash up, boy. <laughs>
1: So astute judges may mention may notice that uh, that doing uh, doing aggressive actions not aimed at anyone used to fall under USC major as well. Uh, the those are no longer in there. So like a prime example is throwing your deck down after you've uh, lost a match.
3: That, I never understood that.
1: Well, that got throwing it down or why it was in major.
3: <laughs> no, throwing it down.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, me neither. I don't get it. But I I well, I don't get angry like that. I've seen it
3: happen a lot. Yeah, I've seen it happen. Just, like, those are your uh, cards. You yeah. <laughs> What are you
2: doing? At least throw you the other guy's cards. Whoa, whoa! We
3: don't wanna... <laughs> well, so so I'm not saying throwing the other guy's sin. cards is. Uh, I, I had that.
2: I had that happen at an event. Uh, DQ'd a guy without ever seeing him. <laughs> um, player comes up, or a judge brings a player up to me and tells me that at the end of the match, the opponent just smacked his deck off the table and got up and walked off.
3: Yeah, I actually had uh, one of the reasons that led to me becoming a judge in the first place. I was at an FNM uh, local here, and I was playing against a guy who was visibly upset that he was losing. And um, I wasn't exactly polite when I noticed that he was being a sore loser. So I kind of became a sore winner at that point. Won the second game. He picked my deck up and threw it across the room into a trash can. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, and the, this, the store owner did nothing. Oh. The judge, there was no judge. There was, you know, it was just... Oh, he, I think this sort of made him go get it out of the trash can and give it back to me, and that was about the extent of it. And I was like, there needs to be judges at these things. Like, some someone needs to be telling people this is not okay to do.
2: Oh, I had when telling a player to do something. Um, a player lost a uh, a match. Uh, slammed his hands down on the table harsh. Tore up his life total. Uh, tore tore his uh, uh life total pad the sheet off. Put it in his, his mouth. Uh, put the life. Put the uh, put the sheet of paper in his mouth. Chewed up the paper and spit it on the floor. Wow. So I go over to him and I said, uh, "Do you mind telling me what just happened?" And he goes, "I'm bipolar, Judge." But, and I said, "That that doesn't, uh, that, doesn't, so justify, hear, that, doesn't that doesn't justify uh, your actions." And I proceed to, to 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 talk to him a little bit and finally I, I was just like now do you expect someone else to pick up that piece of paper off the floor and he was like uh well i uh so not only did i give him the penalty but i also made him pick a slobber paper up off the floor uh, and throw it in the trash
1: because yeah i wasn't gonna do that <laughs> all right so if i can finish uh answering the question i started before story time happened oh no <laughs> So what happened to that infraction, or not infraction, but action? Um, it got moved to USC minor. Uh, so doing something that may be a little aggressive, but not directed at someone, uh, like throwing your deck down on the ground, and not directed at their property or anything, is USC minor. Um, so, But basically, there's it's a slight philosophy change there, where those kinds of actions, you need to just evaluate. Um, if I If I do something, I don't know, throw down a chair in such a way that I'm not throwing it at someone, but I might be making them feel threatened. Or bullied, or not stalked, but the first two. Uh,
3: Stalking you with this chair. Yeah,
1: you know that means it's USC major. If I throw a chair at someone, that is aggressive behavior. That is a disqualification. Uh, Yeah. So you just need to evaluate these situations about where you think they fall in the scale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right.
2: Mm -hmm. I guess. I guess the difference is is with with uh with aggressive behavior, it's if I make a threat. Uh, whereas with USC major now, it's if I if I take an action that could reasonably create reasonably be expected to create a feeling of being threatened. Yeah. Whereas whereas aggressive behavior is an actual direct threat right as a physical as opposed, one. right so
1: all right so we have a new mtr as well i don't really see anything in there worth talking about um did anyone
3: 15 is legal
1: yay hooray uh the jar oh, not
3: till friday buddy <laughs> oh
1: i do want to touch on the new jar briefly um one thing is it it has some wording up upgraded to be in line with the ipg as far as this usc major change goes
3: There's a surprise. Yeah. Uh,
1: But one thing to mention is that there's no such thing as a match loss at regular REL. We still aren't going to give a match loss. So if someone's doing one of these USC major things, we're going to say, hey, don't do that. Um, If they continue to do it, then you'll probably just disqualify them, remove them from the event, to say it kinder.
3: And usually a store owner is going to be on your side.
1: Yeah. This kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They don't really want that. Uh, The jar also added a line about um, basically hey, as the judge, it's kind of up to you to fix any given situation that comes up. So if there is a fix that both players like, just do it. Um, Mm -hmm. It made that explicit. But, you know, that doesn't mean just go crazy and do whatever fix you want. If something in the jar works, there's no reason to make up some new fix. But if there's some fix where both the players are like, oh, I'd really do it like this, whatever.
0: Well, the jar is is limited to two pages. So it can't cover everything. There are going to be times where there isn't a fix that really applies to the situation. And there will even be times where the fix that's listed makes no sense for what you're looking at. Yeah. Uh, so it's very important to be able to, to look at that objectively. Yeah. All right.
3: So uh, about regular REL, um, I've, I've had this happen a couple of times in the region. So I just wanted to, you know, let some of the listening judges uh, who are maybe L1s know that, If you get in a situation like this where there's a guy, you know, causing these terrible behaviors and causing these uncomfortable situations and the store owner does not have your back, Uh, they're a friend of the store owners or they're a really good customer and the store owner doesn't want to piss them off, any of those kinds of things. That is something you need to talk to your RC about. There's not a whole lot you can do right then at the time if the TO does not want to have your back on it. But please, after that tournament, talk to your regional coordinator about it and see if we can't get something worked out there. Okay, I will. All right, thanks.
1: <laughs> uh, we don't have any real news. Shockingly, there are no new Level three since the last time we recorded last week. Um, Good. But I do want to make one last... Plug of the Mana Pool's Kickstarter once again supporting Chewie, who was a great supporter of Judge Cast in the beginning, posting all our shows MTG Cast uh, at Weird Hours. I'll have another link to his Kickstarter in the show notes, and it ends on July 24th. So, actually, they're very close to being funded, so I think they will get funded. But still, if you've ever wanted to support someone who was a big supporter of Judge Cast, go support the Mana Pool uh, okay, Kickstarter. Okay, I will. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to skip emails because this show is long.
3: It's two hours,
1: roughly. Yeah. Uh, a note, if you send us an email and it has like four questions in it, we're probably not going to read that email. So At
3: least put a picture in it. Them. yeah
1: at least a picture of a cat
2: on a ski oh no uh that bad pun dog
1: yeah that's I fine love
2: that. i love that, I like dog. that yeah i love or that the dog. bad pun raccoon oh there's a pun raccoon now oh yeah it's called bad pun coon he's real good people all
0: right bad pun coon yeah bad pun coon okay.
2: bad pun coon is good people <laughs> he's great he's great people yeah
1: so, any of those are, are acceptable. You can email those to us at judgecast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash judgecast or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash judgecast and visit our website at judgecast.com. Basically, if you put judgecast in some letters after it, you'll probably hit something of ours. Okay, I will. Okay, thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what if those letters are N O R T
3: H? You'll probably get a 404. Uh... That will not get to us. Nope. So, like, you're trying to put Kanye and Kim's baby in Judge Cast or... Yeah, something like that. Okay.
1: If he'd be on... I,
3: I don't know what that means. She? Their baby's she? name... Her baby's name is North. Or
1: Northwest. Yeah, Northwest.
3: You gotta keep up, Prillaman. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I haven't read... I don't watch TMZ, I guess. Prillaman thinks Humphrey Bogart is a modern celebrity.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, Greta Garbo really uh, steals the show there. I really love
3: Charlie Chaplin and then talkies
1: all right turner do you have anything you want to plug anything you want to talk about before we go
3: Uh, i think i talked enough on here (laughs) okay thanks Uh, i don't have anything really it was was
1: good information
3: all right i don't have anything particular to plug other than if you're l2 and you haven't given me that information i would encourage you to do so this is the fourth medium in which i'm requesting it (laughs) i know in the uh,
1: southeast in the
3: southeast yes
1: in case and if you don't know turner is your regional coordinator in the southeast and you're an l2 You've done, you, you've you've done all those wrong <laughs>
2: All those European judges, please send your information
3: to Justin Turner. Please do. That's fine. I'll take it.
1: All right. Well, I'd like to thank Send oh. me
3: a picture of a dog wearing your country's flag, though, so I know where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> what it says to be a dog? You're like.
2: I don't know. I like I mean, dogs. I can, it's a cat, it's a cat. We're equal opportunity animal lovers that's fine that's... i do not want
3: cats to feel bullied harassed stalked or threatened <laughs> right <laughs> Rabbits are okay too yeah sure But raccoons are completely out unless they're bad puncoons right yeah. then those are okay oh right. really though i don't have anything to plug
1: all right i'd like to thank all our listeners for listening uh i'd like to thank turner again for being on with us you're welcome my name's cj schrader i keep it fair
2: i'm jess dunks and i can pronounce my own name Yeah. <laughs> I'm Brian Furloman, and I keep it
3: star bellied. Turner, yeah, I'll do that.
2: <laughs> Apparently, there's this weird foppish British guy that does uh, Minecraft videos.
3: Oh, good. That's Adam Pubbles.
2: Ha. What's that? No. I think of Adam Hubble every time she listens, but listens to it. But the guys like made this weird Minecraft world and grows plants and has like stables of animals and has given them all names and can tell them apart. And every day he does an episode, and he picks an animal to follow him around and he goes build something or it's, This is it's the worst weird. story I've ever heard in uh. my life.